0: are listening to the three and D pod. I'm your host, Justin Lewis. You can find me on Twitter at J underscore timber underscore. You can find the podcast on Twitter at three and D pod. I should probably actually be a little bit more active with our podcast. Uh, Twitter. I haven't been, um, but uh, check out the rest of our podcast also the uh, starting five podcast the core four and GBB live you can find grizzly bear blues on Twitter at SPN grizzlies and online at GrizzlyBearBlues.com. and you can find my co host at not the golfer Ben Hogan how are you sir.
1: I'm all right. I probably should be more active on Twitter as well, but there's been a reason I haven't been as much lately, but we'll talk about that later. How are you doing
0: tonight? I'm good. Um, We're both dealing with our different episodes with our babies right before we got on here. We're starting about 30 minutes later than we had planned to, but you know, such (laughs) is life, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the baby comes first.
0: That's right. Keeping us on
1: our toes. For (laughs)
0: sure. So let's just jump into it. Um, It has been I, I, I'm gonna jump in with this. You, sir, were triggered on Twitter today by one LeBron James.
1: I was. Tell I me was, about it. it was, it's, it's not just LeBron. I mean, Luca did
0: Luka the same did thing
1: too. last week. And you know, it's you know, you see all these Laker fans. It's the complaint about the playing game. LeBron didn't say a word about it until the Lakers. You know, he returned from injury, and the Lakers are on a they're on a slide right now and they slid all the way down to the six i believe they're in the sixth spot right um they slid all the way yeah they're they slid all the way down to the six i think uh dallas is four portland five lakers six and they slid all the way down and um he's not happy about it but you know tough win games now you don't have to worry about it later i, I just think like if you, you didn't, People threw articles of 2018 when he said that it, uh, play in games, play in tournament would be dumb. And then last year he said, you know, when the league stopped due to COVID, it'd be cool to see all those teams at the bottom like are fighting for playoffs like Memphis, Portland, Sacramento, all the teams that were kind of competing for that eight spot. Uh, the real reason the bubble was actually put together was it seems like because a lot of people had a problem with the Grizzlies. Holding that eight spot down. You know, the Pelicans, they wanted the Pelicans to get in. The Grizzlies held on to it. And well, for a while. And uh, they got into the play in with Portland. We know how that went. But still, it kind of felt like, well, sure, LeBron's going to be for a play in because the Lakers uh, are going to be a top seed or two, uh, you know, last year. So it weakens whoever plays them in the first round. They already have to have, they're already worn out by having a play in game or two or three, even to uh, get in there, and um, this year it may wear them down because they may have to play in the playing game. And it's like, you know, don't complain when it benefits you, but complain when it goes against you. I mean, I, I just think it's dumb. And also, you know, uh, people throw – well, what would Jordan do? Jordan would drop 60 on the team that they're playing in the play-in just for making him get out of bed that day to go and play basketball game. It, I mean, that's what Jordan would do. He wouldn't complain about it. He'd be like – He'd say something after the game. Like, I told you it was dumb.
0: (laughs) I, You know, I'm not a LeBron fan at all. Never have been. Um, And a couple of the reasons are um, exemplified by this, uh, amplified by this. He's a whiner. And he he feels entitled uh, a lot of times. And this is – it came across as very entitled. um, And it came across as very whiny. um, Like you said – there wasn't a peep out of him until oh no my team's looking at it but even on top of that now he's coming out and saying well I don't know if my ankle's ever going to be 100% again I don't think I you know health-wise I'm ever going to don't we know you got hurt you don't have to throw it out there in front of our face and remind us that you just got hurt injuries are a part of the game it happens Anthony Davis had not said anything about his injury or his multitude of injuries he goes out there and he plays but now we got to have some pretext that oh, i you know, we're not going to be as good because I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be 100%. I might have rushed it back. Dude, just get out there and play. You made the decision to come back and play play through it. We don't want to constantly hear about it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how it works because, you know, Mark Cuban and Luca they, they probably expected to be a four or five seed, you know, going into the season, and it hasn't gone the way they wanted it to. And now they were staring the, the seven seed in the face for a long time and still could possibly end up there. Uh, and then the Lakers expected to be a one or two seed, and then they had some misfortunes happen. Whereas the flip side is, I think for most logical uh, Grizzly fans, which we'll talk about that here in a minute, most logical (laughs) Grizzlies fans, their expectation was to play in, and they were thrilled with that. Um, The second-year team being a 7 through 10 seed, that would have been ahead of schedule. Um, Apparently a taboo phrase uh, in Grizzlies – media now um it's the perspective on it is just is just unique i think depending on what franchise expectations you have um but i think it's not going anywhere there's too much money for the league it does i think help combat tanking a little bit because you keep more teams involved longer um like the pelicans still have a shot the kings still have a shot do i think either one of them legitimately have a shot no but mathematically they do um and so i think that that keeps that interest in the league, uh, for a little bit longer because, you know, later in the season when there's, you know, not many teams left in, in the hunt, people kind of check out until the playoffs, you know, start. And so I think it's, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's a good thing for the league. Uh, and LeBron and Luka can just get over it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, LeBron, I, look, I respect everything that he's done on the court. You know, I, I'm not going to get into what he thinks about everything else, but, I don't have a problem with LeBron. Uh, You know, I, I am, I'm a Jordan guy. I'm going to say Jordan's the greatest of all time. That's, that's me, but you know, I I can't not respect LeBron. I mean, he's taken teams that worse than the Bulls teams, any of the Bulls teams, he's taken them to the finals. I don't know if he's necessarily won a championship with a team that's been worse than any of the Jordan. Well, Jordan's first three Bulls teams. Um, But you know, I respect what LeBron's done on the court, but man, just, no, nah, you can't. You can't be complaining about this <laughs> now that your team's looking at it. You picked so, the wrong time to complain about this. Yeah, let's
0: transition with with that phrase right there. or That word, complaining. Grizzly's, <laughs> Grizzly's Twitter needs to take a chill pill, man. Like it. It is. I appreciate the majority of the conversations that we have in GBB Slack. Um, because it seems to be a decent collection of level-headed um, people. you got, of course, Nate Chester's in there, so level-headed goes out the window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get Sean Coleman in the trade machine and um, all his <laughs>
1: – He's traded every single player in the NBA at least twice.
0: Yes, he has. Um, but Sean is very, very knowledgeable. Nathan's very, very knowledgeable as well. Um, and I think we're at pretty much a consensus Within GBB Slack, which, you know, that feeds into the narrative on Twitter that GBB is a bunch of um, just spoon-fed by the Grizzlies PR, what to say, what to do type people, which is not the right. case. Joe allows us our own voice, uh, our own opportunity to uh, express what we see, um, how we feel about the team and what's going forward. And um, it just seems like Grizzlies Twitter is – the sky is falling and it's not. Like they're, they're looking up and seeing – Something come down where there's nothing there. Um, like I, what? Where is this coming from? Like what the heck?
1: I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a spoiled fan base. Um, they had the grit and grind. The 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 time in between grit and grind and Grizz Next Gen was actually pretty short for a franchise that totally rebuilt their roster. I mean, totally rebuilt. And it was just a couple years in which they went from, you know, contending for the the Western Conference title, the championship. I know that was back in, what, 2013? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that was eight years ago, but still they were competing years after that when they weren't playing for the the Western Conference finals, but they were always good. They were always in the playoffs. And, you know, it it, kind of feels like that they – the fan base, some people feel like they're entitled to, well, the Grizzlies still have to be good or, you know, it's just being okay and rebuilding is not good enough. And they expect to have a team that competes for a championship every year, even though this is a young team that's still developing. This is a front office that wants to see what they have in every player and make the wise decision on whether or not they're going to pay some of these players or not. Or do something else with the money so they can bring in another piece to help them contend for a title. Because this team, we've texted back and forth, you said it's not their window right now. It's not their window. And that's fine. John Morant, Jared Jackson Jr., they're in their early 20s.
0: They can barely drink.
1: Yes. They can, they can barely drink. I mean, that's how young this team is. So it's okay if – you know, they, the front office tries to figure out if this is going to be a guy that they want to have in their future or, you know, see what they can get for the person. I mean, it, I, I just I, – I don't get it. I understand you want to be competitive. They have been competitive. There's no denying that. Would you – I don't know how the fan base would have reacted if they just said, okay, we're going to shut Jaron Jackson down for the entire season at, right from the get-go. They were just like, we're going to shut him down. You know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take them back next year. And then they kind of sold at the trade deadline. They kind of sold pieces. And they just used this year as kind of a tank year. And you knew that they were not going to make the playoffs. I don't know how the fan base would handle that instead of them competing for a playoff spot right now.
0: Yeah, so I think a point that you made that I hadn't thought much about was the short transition time. Um, between good and where we are now i mean you got to think about the fact that we drafted one of our current franchise cornerstones while we still had two of the former ones still on the roster like jaron jaron was like considered that next piece to go next to mike and mark to continue to contend and make the playoffs and do that um so maybe you're right that since they haven't gone through a sacramento kings rebuild or a a Phoenix Suns type rebuild where they've been bad for years. They're just being brats, like just being spoiled little brats and letting their butt show on Twitter. And
1: it- well, some of them, the thing is, is like some of them did support the Grizzlies before the grit and grind era. I mean, they support them since they started. So there is that, but there's also those that kind of just, you know, they became Grizzly fans during the grit grind era, grew up with the grit grind era, and now they got this. And that's a that's a short time frame of being bad. You know, they yeah, like you said, the Sacramento Kings. You know, I'm I'm a Raiders fan in football, unfortunately. And you know, they made the Super Bowl while in my lifetime, but they've made the playoffs like maybe four times, five times since I've been alive. Didn't that's they draft another offensive years. lineman? Yeah, <laughs> they drafted another offensive lineman. Their first round pick could have been taken in the second round, and their second round pick fell to them. So I don't know. Especially yeah. if Aaron Rodgers gets straight to the Broncos. It's, uh, it's over. <laughs> in the, in the Man, you got Rodgers, Mahomes, and Herbert.
0: Just a hopeless Yikes. fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I've dealt with it. And, you know, some of these fans, they haven't dealt with it. They, they had one bad year where they were just like, all right, I'm going to check out. I'll check back in with them. They had John ja Morant with the number two pick. And the Grizzlies weren't even necessarily that bad. They fell into the number two pick. Yeah, so it, it's uh um, that's what it is.
0: I I don't get why it's 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 almost like every single game triggers something, and they can't. Oh yeah, like G B very specifically has an article, um, the long view that comes out um after games, <laughs> and like that, that that's what people are not looking at the long view. Like they're so stuck on. The, you know, what's happening right now. Let's, let's be honest, there have been some really bad losses that even in a year where you're saying this is a developmental year, like you should not have lost those games. And Jenkins was quite clearly frustrated after the last loss. Um, but to go from, from game to game and nitpick what is happening to this team when they're so young, the coach is so young, um, like, chill out. If you thought going – and, you know, I took a poll on Twitter – and 60% of the people that participate in the poll said that the play in was their expectation. Well, that's what they're doing. Like they are meeting right. I guess, rational expectations. If your expectations were some smart aleck selected the finals on that poll, if your expectation was the finals then that's your fault that you're getting hurt right now, because if you thought that they were going to beat the Clippers or the Lakers or the Nuggets or the Suns or the jazz, like any of those teams, like then you don't know a whole lot about basketball. Like, veterans matter experience matters um and we're not there yet and you can't expect jaron to come back and i I see people now are starting to throw out his three-point shooting stat line like something's wrong with jaron he's missed so much time like give give him and winslow some freaking time like have some patience they're not going to come back and be all-stars right away like you know, I've, I've been to some counseling in the past for, um, different things that I've gone through in my life. And one of the things my counselor said is when, when you place expectations on somebody and they fail to meet those expectations, whose fault is that? And it it made me sit there and think, and I'm like, well, it can't be their fault. They didn't ask me to put those expectations on them. It's my fault. So if these grizzlies are not meeting your expectations for them to be a six seed or a four seed or make the finals. That's not their fault. That's your fault. They have stated from day one what their expectations and their goals are, and they are sticking to that through and through. They haven't wavered. So you are the one that needs to get with the program and just go with the flow and freaking chill and enjoy the good moments and the, and the good high waves that we experience.
1: And my other thing is, where was all this vitriol and hate against Justice Winslow playing the point when they swept the Trailblazers over the weekend before <laughs> they got blown out by the Trailblazers. Because I didn't it's see many game. people. I, didn't see, I, I did not see a few people say, man, I don't know about this. Like, I'd rather have Tyus. He's a backup point guard, all this. All of a sudden, it was just boom. All Everybody just went after the decision to put Justice as the backup point guard for a few games. I'm like, no one was complaining when they were winning. It's just when they lose, they're like, oh, that's why they're losing. And, yeah, Justice hasn't been great. But, you know, if you want to complain about something, you better start – like LeBron, if you want to start complaining about something, do it before it goes against you. If you didn't like Justice as the backup point guard, don't like Justice as the backup point guard when he's winning games, when they're winning games with him. Don't pick when they're getting blown out by Denver and Portland. It's the same It's the same concept. It's the same thing. Everybody talk, that was complaining yeah. about it sounds like LeBron James.
0: You want to talk about why we're losing? Let's look at the last seven games. Dylan Brooks, 27% shooting. Uh, the win, the first one over Portland, he shot 58%. Good game for him. He scored 25 points. But then um, 18, listen to this, 18 points, 16 shots. And then uh, he went two for five in the loss against Denver because he had five fouls, Um, and then he went six for 10 in the loss against Portland because he had five fouls, and then he had 20 points on 18 shots, and then 23 points on 20 shots, and over the last seven games, he has 24 fouls, okay? Let's look at the Anthony Melton. The Denver loss, we were all in love with him, but now nobody's talking about the fact that he went 28% 28% shooting, 42% shooting, 28% shooting, 11% shooting. He had a two-for-four performance uh, in the loss against Portland, and then he was uh, 12% shooting and a 30% shooting. When the wings are not playing well collectively, we are not going to win games, period. No matter who the backup point guard is, no matter who the wings are, it seems like if they are all play well at the same time, and they all struggle at the same time. And then with no Grayson in there to maybe have a shot at somebody not struggling, it's just a recipe for disaster. You're three and four in your last seven, and you got your two, you know, two-way wings, and Melton and Brooks have been atrocious. Absolutely yeah. terrible offensively, uh, minus one game for each, each one of them. And then Dylan has been fouling the crap out of people, taking dumb shots again on his own Dylan Brooks stuff, and then trying to bring Jaron back in the fold has just really screwed with the chemistry and he's not, he's not playing particularly well as far as shooting goes.
1: Let me ask you this. Did you want Orlando to win Saturday night? So Dylan couldn't get the kudos for making that shot. I'm
0: going to tell you this. I was playing softball Saturday and I didn't see it. So I had no idea.
1: <laughs> I just had to put you on the spot there. No, it, it thats That's a hundred percent like it. The people that were complaining about Grayson Allen starting or needs to get Grayson out of there are the ones that wants, want D'Anthony Melton to start. They're not bringing these stats up. In fact, I haven't seen anything against D'Anthony Melton on Twitter that's been bad. No one's bringing it up. They're just not talking about him. That's the Keith, easiest thing to do.
0: Keith Parrish, Fast Break Breakfast, probably the biggest D'Anthony Melton pro candidate out there, has not said anything. Like He's always tweeting to start Melton and tweeting his stats and the Grizzlies are, you know, so and so record when Melton plays this many minutes and does this, does that. He has been radio silent.
1: And honestly, I want whatever lineup get out there that can win games, and that's when the wings are hitting shots. That's the constant. I mean, John does his thing. I, I thought that he did get a little careless with the ball against Orlando at, at times, but I mean, he's he's growing, he's learning. Jonas is going to do his thing. I mean you know what you're going to get from those two guys. If everyone else is making shots, then that's the recipe for success. And right now they're not making shots.
0: No. So let me, let me throw this out at you. I saw this on Twitter and um, I, I found it quite interesting and I, and I might even buy into it. Kyle Anderson is who you want justice Winslow to be. Uh,
1: A slow down version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, yeah, I, I I'll, I'll agree with that because yeah, Kyle is slow-mo version of Winslow. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really what it, it, what you want Winslow to be. He's good on defense. He can do a little bit of everything. He can handle the ball. If you could do that with Winslow's athleticism and speed, that'd be perfect, but I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah. So do we have a situation where we have some redundancy in talent? Like, do we, going forward, see a roster that needs both Anderson and Winslow on
1: it? Um, I never thought I would say this, but if I had to choose, I Kyle. don't think that there could be. It's yeah, Kyle. It is. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, uh, trade deadline, you know, we'll move Kyle and Gorgie. And I, I, it's been the constant. And like, I'm fine with seeing what the Grizzlies have with Winslow. But if this is what it's going to be, then yeah, it's it's Kyle
0: 100%. So are you bothered by the forcing of Winslow into these lineups just to see for, for data accumulation, which is a trigger word?
1: No. I, I, what, what? He's been injured all season. Like, when were you going to do it?
0: And they said in the bubble practices before he got hurt, like, he looked incredible. So, why would you not give him that chance to, to have a whole offseason of doing basketball things and not rehab things? Like, Kyle Anderson had this last offseason where he wasn't dealing with that shoulder, and look what he's come back and done. Like, so, uh, let me ask you this. You're Zach Kleinman. Are you picking up Winslow's option this, this offseason?
1: What is it? Eight million is it, or 13. how much is it? Thirteen. There's nothing on um, the
0: free agent market. There's nothing out there.
1: Might as well, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with it. You might as well. And if he does
0: great, then it's awesome. If he does poorly, you can ship him off as a tradable contract for an expiring, and, and you know see what happens, or maybe a, a change a scenery for him. Will you know whatever? He's he's still going to be a plus defensively for somebody. Um, he, yeah. He, he's, he's got that contract in that trade range um, that. He can be used to to match something. Um, I think you just it's about, don't need
1: to shoot as much. Yeah. So, it,
0: I I turned on the game. I think I started I, no, it was Friday's game. And I saw him come in and he like jacked two threes in a row. And I'm just like, hold up now. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right. Like, slow it down. All right. I told you this before we started. I'm gonna play a little game. Is it a coincidence or not? And You, okay. don't, know the, you don't know the questions? That are I don't know
1: up. the question. I'm a little a little nervous about this because I don't know what's coming next.
0: Is it a coincidence that the Grizzlies lost and Brandon Clark picked up a uh, DNPCD?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, no. It's, uh, Brandon Clark hadn't been good and he's been injured. I'm fine with him sitting. I don't know if they would have – the Brandon Clark that I've seen in the past few games leading up to Orlando, I don't – I mean, I know he played the night before. I don't know if he would have been able to stop that comeback from Orlando uh, Saturday night. I don't think he would have made that much of a difference.
0: So, I didn't I didn't see Saturday's game, so I don't know, you know, what Tillman looked like. I don't know what Winslow and Anderson looked like. Um, but I, I would say that it is a coincidence that it happened because – what you're saying is that Clark wouldn't have an effect. Sorry, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a coincidence. My bad. I would. Yeah. I'd agree with you. It wasn't the reason. one the reason yeah. why they yeah. lost. Yes. Is yeah, it a coincidence, it a coincidence.
0: that um, we are three and four in our last seven games, and Brooks Brooks's shooting volume and foul count has gone up? No, I'm
1: gonna get this one right on what a coincidence <laughs> is. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm super tired right now. No, it's not a coincidence. It's something that, I mean, I know that you brought it up beginning of the season. Like if he could keep his fouls down and score, you know, his 15 to 18 on, you know, 10 to 12 shots, that's even too much sometimes. But if he can keep a shot volume down, his fouls down, you're fine with him. But if he's missing shots and taking way too many of them and getting up too many fouls, I mean, that's not going to be uh, – that's not good.
0: All right. Is it a coincidence that we've been struggling the way we have
1: without Grayson Allen? Um, Yeah. I, I would say it is a coincidence. I mean, it's – no one's been playing well. And he wasn't playing well before he got injured, let's be honest. Um, he was – he was struggling a little bit too. He was all, all of them are. So I, I don't necessarily think that. Um, I don't know. I can't say if he would have been uh, helped them. Maybe they would have been in Orlando the second Maybe. time. Maybe. So
0: <clears throat> something that you made me think of, that was my last one. Um, that people are forgetting about is fatigue is a real factor. Like, yeah. They are in such a condensed schedule right now. In the midst of it, at the end of the season, these young a lot of these are young guys that haven't played this many games in the league, like Tillman and Bain. Morant didn't play a full season last year. I don't think Jackson's ever played a full season. Um, Granted, he's only played a couple games, but like these guys are tired, and like when you're tired, what's what's the first thing to go? Your freaking jump shot. And when you're not knocking down jump shots in the NBA, like you're not going to win very many games. Um, I think they did a better job of feeding Valanchunas on those nights where they're struggling to shoot. Um, you know, he should be the one taking twenty shots, not not Dylan Brooks. Um, so, the last thing that that I guess I want to want to roll roll with is, um, do you think that the the Winslow over Tyus and the Jaron? Um, re-entry into the lineup has really killed the chemistry that much? Or is it just the case of it's it's late in the season um and the different rotations maybe messing with some stuff. Like what do what do you think the correlation is between Tyus losing his minutes, Jaron coming back in? Like is that a big factor to you?
1: I think it's a little bit of a factor um because it's just comfortability of playing with other guys at certain positions you know you play with Tyus as a point guard I mean you play with Tyus as the backup point guard you're used to that you know where where to be where he's going to be and stuff like that you got Justice in there he's a little bit of different you know he's he's not doing what Tyus is doing and you know you're not you're used to playing with Justice but you're not used to uh, playing with Justice as a point guard or a ball handler and you insert Jaron in there and then you got so many other things to take into consideration because he is a guy. He is a focal point of the offense and or he needs to be a focal point of the offense. And I think there's a lot of things going in right going into it right now. Whereas I'd rather Taylor Jenkins tinker with the lineups while Jaron's getting back into it rather than taking one step at a time. Just do it all at once. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I know a lot of people aren't because you're losing games like you did Saturday night. That was just – that was a bad – honestly, I think there was a, no excuse for that loss. They should have they won that game. Um, you're up 20 in the third quarter. You're looking good. Um, I had a problem with Kyle Anderson not taking more shots. He was – he was in his bag that game. He was doing everything. He was knocking down threes. He was controlling the game, and he just kind of took – the foot off the pedal for him, and he was looking to get other guys involved, and that's great. But when you're the guy that's knocking shots down, and you're the reason why the one of the reason big reasons why the Grizzlies are up twenty, you got to find ways to get him the ball, and he doesn't need to be as unselfish as he tends to be at times.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it. I don't think it's a coincidence that Jenkins, uh, for one of the first times ever, was so visibly frustrated because I think that was one of the losses where plan or not development season or not like that's one that you, you can't drop and you shouldn't drop. Um, and I think he, he knew that um, after that game, uh, you know, so they, they've got to uh, they got to do what they do and beat somebody. They're not supposed to, uh, to make up for that, because we've been been given favors the Spurs, you know, they've been trying to, to catch and we've, we've gotten lucky with them and the Warriors We got lucky didn't. Minnesota all of a sudden wants to start beating teams, um, which is not good for us because we're playing them soon. Um, Yeah. So, so we're doing this. The Grizz and the Knicks are going to tip off in probably about 10 minutes. Um, So, let's let's talk bet the bear and uh, get out of here. So, what you got?
1: Well, I think the game – last time I checked, it was uh, the Knicks. uh, The Grizzlies are favored by four against the Knicks. Um, I'm taking the Knicks. Maybe this is because every time I take the Grizzlies on here, they – they lose, so but the Knicks have been really good uh, against the spread overall. They've we been suck at really home. right that too, and the Knicks have been really, really, really good uh, against the spread lately. And I've won a lot of money betting on the Knicks over the last three weeks. In fact, Saturday I went six one and one on my NBA picks. My only loss, the Grizzlies. Oh. I was for I was rooting for overtime because in overtime I was like. At least they get five more minutes to get that 11 and a half point spread. <laughs> I was feeling good halfway through the third, but um, I'm taking the Knicks tonight, plus four. Maybe the Grizzlies still win a close one. That'd be great. Get best of both worlds there. Uh, Wednesday, they got the Timberwolves in Minnesota. The Timberwolves are 14, 17, and two at home against the spread. Over under, they're 34 and 31. I'm guessing the Grizzlies will be favored by probably, depending on what they do tonight, but I'm guessing they'll be favored by probably um, six and a half. The way Minnesota's been playing lately, the way the Grizzlies have been playing lately, Grizzlies are a better team by far, but Minnesota's been playing some decent basketball. Uh, they got Detroit on Thursday. Detroit's 16, 12, and 1 against the spread at home, 30 and 34 over and under. And they're one and four against the spread in their last five. And currently they are losing to Orlando by 12. So they're going to be one and five against the spread in their last six. The Grizzlies should be favored by double digits, even though they're on the road. Uh, Detroit's not been good. They have a lot of injuries. And I just don't see Detroit. It's a game that they, the Grizzlies should be in control of from the tip. We'll see. Uh, Raptors Saturday on the road. Raptors are 15-17 against the spread at home, over under 35-30. and 30. It's going to be a, a close one on the spread, I'm guessing. Toronto might actually be favored in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if they're favored by maybe a point and a half, two at home. Uh, they just beat the Lakers. That uh, That's what kind of triggered LeBron James <laughs> into talking about uh, the play-in game. And then Monday, I don't even know if I should – Throw all the records out the window. They're playing the Pelicans at home on Monday. Um, I, I can't take the Grizzlies against the Pelicans, even no, if they are, and geez. they're they're at home. They play better on the road. I bet the Grizzlies are favored on in this one just because Vegas gives the home team usually about three points. Grizzlies better record wise. I think they're better than the Pelicans, but the Pelicans have their number. So. My advice, if you can catch some points and take the Pelicans, I would.
0: Yeah, so you really want the Lakers to win all of these straight up? That you listed, uh, you think that they have a chance to win all of these um, straight up? But the Knicks have been very good. Um, yeah, the Minnesota's Minnesota's been playing better of late. Um, Detroit, if the Grizzlies do what they do and play down the level of competition, they could. You know, they have enough talent to beat you um and then Toronto man Kyle Lowry still Kyle Lowry um yeah and so Toronto is gonna be a tough one and yeah the Pelicans (laughs) whatever it is man that we just we just don't beat them um so bet the bear at your own risk um yeah right this had been
1: pretty good pretty good bet uh until recently but right now I, I can't. I can't justify taking them in anything.
0: Yeah, they, they need to show something. One am I did, I lost. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so, I, I I don't feel bad for beating your brains in in the semifinals of the Grizzly Bear Blues Fantasy Basketball League. Um. I, I need to fix that scoring
1: system. <laughs> Zion got more fantasy points for you when. Zion got more points than uh, Luca when Luca put up 33 and then 20 assists. Had triple double with 33 points, 20 assists, and one turnover.
0: Well, Zion had 37
1: points, but Luka still, Luca must
0: have had a bunch of missed shots.
1: Come on, man! <laughs> you, but you didn't even—he had a triple double. Hey, Zion didn't even didn't even get a double double that night.
0: Shout out to Kevin Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, whatever. You had a feeling.
0: 80 I <laughs> text Ben after he dropped the 50 point game. I said. I had a feeling. He's like, no, you didn't. Shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, you can have a feeling that he might put up some points. You can't have a feeling that he's going to put up a 50 spot. That's like – is that the most random one in the NBA besides Tony Delk back in the day?
0: That's pretty random. But I, I did tell you my feeling was somebody in Houston had to score, and I thought it was right. going to be him. And he really hasn't since then, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got up at the right time. Maybe you can Maybe you can get a, get a victory. But I, I thought it was – Man, just injuries. Luca taking that one night off. I mean, I know I wouldn't have won, but I was playing mix and match at my uh, two-guard, shooting guard, because my other two, uh, Zach Levine and Oladipo, were uh, on my IR. And I didn't have a third. So, I was just whatever waiver wire was out there. Kevin Porter wasn't available, so I had to pick up whatever was there.
0: Oh, uh, I also snagged Seth Curry, and he had a couple of big games.
1: Yeah, he's been playing well for Philly.
0: So, I think going into the championship game, Jalen Brown, him and T- Jason Tatum collided last night. I don't know what the diagnosis is on those two. But if I'm down Brown, that's going to hurt. But he's down James Harden. Um, so, that's that's helpful. Um, yeah. You I also, say. So, here's my secret. Here's what I did that I think's going to win it for me. I picked up um, uh, Isaiah Stewart for the Detroit Pistons, and here's why. They play five games this week. So, I'm going to get a lot of run out of him. So
1: The Knicks didn't – I think they played three games last week. That hurt me as well with Julius Randle. Because uh, I kept saying, I was like, when did the Knicks play again? Like, I kept <laughs> looking to insert him back in the lineup. I'm like, off, off, what? So, yeah, yeah that, that's a good call. I, I have Isaiah – I have him in my, uh, my other league. And uh, he's, he did well. That league, uh, I did not make – I made the playoffs. I got beat in the first round. But still, yeah. well, it's tough.
0: Hopefully the Grizz um, figure something out tonight at home against the, um, against the Knicks. I, I would agree with you. I'm probably taking Knicks plus four. Um, kind of wild to me that Vegas has given Grizzlies a four-point favorite when they've been terrible at home and they've been terrible of late. And the Knicks have been hot, um, but maybe they know something we we don't. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but it's a trap. It is a trap. Cue the Admiral Akbar. Uh, all right, <laughs> Ben, get you some rest. Another baby gave you a run for your money today.
1: Yeah, thanks. Maybe I'll figure out. Uh, maybe I'll bring a dictionary with me next time.
0: <laughs> for coincidence. All right. All right, well, for uh, for Ben, I'm Justin. We'll catch you guys next week.